The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson. Adam the intern? Uh this So I was I was panning. We we've been criticizing some of the actions to say there's overreactions to what's going on with the coronavirus. But when you look at the timeline of how things are happening in other places, in Italy by day eight, it's been the same, virtually the same as it has been in the United States by day eight, with the number of Total combined cases at about a thousand cases countrywide. By day twelve, it was over three thousand, and Italy had mass shutdowns and quarantines. The United States are we are we really that far away? Um, NIT will it follow suit the NCAA? Apparently, NIT will still happen, but won't have any fans in attendance. That just came out. Um, NCAA has already said they will not have fans in the attendance for any of these games. And, Ajay, during the break, one of our reporters at Cash Valley Daily, Charlie Schill, came in and said, hey, Utah State may be affected more than you think. Uh, Noel Cockett, university president, uh, basically saying, giving an update. And here is uh, some of the, they've been having a task force. They've been meeting with health professionals trying to uh, prevent anything from spreading. So here's the, uh, here's the note. All university events and events on campus beginning tomorrow must be canceled or postponed through April 8th. Can I read that one more time? These are for events. All Utah State University events and events on campus beginning tomorrow, March 12th, must be canceled or postponed through April 8th. Okay, so I need a better clarification on what she means or what the letter means by when they say Utah State events. Like, what is that? Does that include basketball? Does that not include? Does that include softball? Does it include in athletics? I would... Anything that has it's associated with the institution of Utah State University, I think falls under this umbrella. Dude, I can only imagine the anger though that's going to be pulled by like guys like Sam Merrill who know that they're going to have their season canceled because of this. Well, that would be if it was in a non-campus event. But here's the next thing: it's not just applies to events. There's a travel component to this announcement from University President Noel Cockett. All university-related travel beginning tomorrow, whether domestic or international, must be canceled through April 8th. Again, I need clarification on what we're exactly uh, relating to there. Again, this is from Utah State University President Noel Cockett. All university-related travel beginning tomorrow, whether domestic or international, must be canceled through April 8th. So... Utah State men's basketball team, they're supposed to travel to an NCAA tournament game. 
has that now been canceled? Yeah. Again, we need. I, I need clarification. I don't think. I highly doubt this involves USU basketball, because by the way, USU softball is on the road. Right. So can it, can they not come home? Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, US uh, US softball. I get well. No, I get they're at Utah Valley, so they could take a bus and get there and get back. But do their future games? They have games this weekend. I don't, I don't know. I don't watch softball. I'm busy. No offense, but here's the thing: like I don't. Here are the here I are the Utah clar- State events. Can I see that letter? Here are, yes. Here are the Utah State Bless events. Your son. Uh, Utah State tennis is at Cal Poly on Friday. Utah State softball is at Utah Valley on Friday. Utah State gymnastics is at Utah on Friday. Big showdown. Utah State gymnastics has been killing it lately. They beat BYU, a top 25 team. Uh, They've scored some of the highest scores in school history. They're going to go take on the number four team in the country. Does that game now get canceled? Utah State tennis was supposed to host Montana, or women's tennis. Utah Valley was supposed to come to Logan this weekend. Track and field is supposed to be down at uh, Arizona early next week. Now that, well... So those are just some of the current, like, this is what's on the calendar within the next seven days, couple of days. Are all those games now canceled because Utah State Athletics can't travel to their games now, according to the edict of President Noel Cockett? I think there's some, some real questions here about what that means and how that affects Utah State Athletics. Uh, other events... Relating to the, the the university, whether that be symposiums or theater or what, and she also states that the the university is looking at um, more online learning, transitioning to more online type stuff. Hey, maybe for classes. Maybe Gabby and uh, Adam can help me out on this. Why is that? So I heard a lot of complaints from like Utah students about it. Why would online be so bad? Um, it's difficult. It can be difficult because you don't have a professor right there to ask, like ask your question. So I mean, if you're gonna ask a question, you gotta go to like a message board and you gotta wait and you gotta heck. Most of the time, your professor or teacher won't even look because they don't have to. But now they have to, right? I mean, now they have to you respond would think, to you. Though. You would hope. You would hope. But, I mean, not all professors are grade-A teachers. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, So, every now and then, I mean, most teachers are great and we love you and support you. But most of the time, sometimes you get you get a bad egg. And so, I can see why you'd complain about it. Because students are paying, especially college students, are paying how many thousands of dollars? And you're yeah. just going to say, hey, we're just going to go through the online thing. And you could say, I could have done that for hundreds of dollars at home. I could see, well, I can see where the complaint starts. But, again, if this coronavirus is everything it's hyped up to be, then you would hope that So you- it's just response from teachers. Is that what they're worried about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, to reiterate, University President Noel Cockett in a release just this afternoon, this is the bottom line, says, 
USU has canceled all events and travel. I think that's the critical thing that we're trying to wrap our head around. Does that include Utah State Athletics? Some things that are already out, I would imagine they'd allow them to come home. But Yeah, it's just getting, getting back out. out. So does Utah State basketball, are they going to be restricted from traveling to their ultimate destination? And if and here's here's my problem, Eric. If they are restricted from allowing to be to travel out there, and is that anywhere in the country? Is that correct? Then, or is that what we're assuming? They've kept it pretty broad. It's not real specific. Yeah, they did. Um, here's the problem: is is if they are canceled from their traveling, but other teams are not. So, like for example, their opponent would they just forfeit that NCAA tournament game? We're in that make me sick. We are in totally uncharted waters here. That make me absolutely sick. By the way, six five two one texted and said, "I'll watch no matter what. It's about the game. Second, uh, shouldn't be surprised at USU canceling classes. Just finished a ten day spring break. Who knows where they all went and what they did? That's a great point. Six five two one. That's a really good point. Why are you laughing? Oh, what did you do during spring break, Gabby? We haven't had spring break. You haven't had spring break break yet? Ours is the beginning of April. Oh, that's brutal. It's not even a full week. We only get like three days in a weekend. You guys get 20 days off like uh, like in the first four months, so I'm not really feeling that bad for you. Back in our day, okay? When we went to school, we got three days off during the year. All right, three days off during the year. Did you have to walk to school uphill both ways? No, but my mom always made me walk to go to the bus stop in the winter. Oh, that's mean. Oh, yeah, it was. Mommy and Daddy wouldn't give me a ride like you guys get rides. Good point. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a tortured life. Ah, you know. Somehow he made it through. <laughs> somehow. Walking to class in the hey, Indian desert was brutal. Hey, coronavirus like me and Gabby do. It's, it's a serious threat <laughs> on our mind. I'm from India. I've got a lot of diseases that you don't know about, buddy. Okay, so I've got a lot of other things to worry about besides the coronavirus. Ajay's up in here throwing hands with the coronavirus. <laughs> like, bring it on. I got you. <laughs> no, no. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> hey, earlier in the broadcast, I said, you know what? These uh, professional athletes shouldn't be too worried. They are the healthiest people on the planet. I mean, their job is to have physical, healthy bodies. Uh, and their likelihood of having anything serious as a result is very, very slim. However, now that being said, um, I got to go back and find it. But there was a there's a defender on Juventus, a professional soccer team in Europe, who has contracted the virus. That's a big deal, mostly so, because he's on the same team as Ronaldo. <laughs> so that that's it's becoming even bigger deal. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of viruses and whatnot, Rudy Gobert is listed from out to questionable, according to Tony Jones. Illness. says illness. Okay, well, he's now questionable and not out. So he's upgraded. Tell you, man, when you figure out you don't have the virus, you feel great. It's crazy. Uh, So... I don't know what to think. This dude. is I, this I is such a moving target because it changes right hour to hour. Well, yeah. What? Greedy Gobert or this virus thingamajigger? Or both? Yes? Okay. Um, I, 
All university-related travel beginning March 12, 2020, whether domestic or international. What does domestic mean? Like in the United States. In the United like States. At home. Must be canceled through April 8, 2020. So I would... Uh, I State football has practices. They're going to have open practices. Do those change now? No, they'll still have them. It's outside. I mean, the air's clean. Like, but probably access yeah. to media to be right up next that to somebody will be changed. asking that's questions. That's going to be different. Yeah, that's probably going to be different. Yep. I mean, I know they had it yesterday, but I with, you know, um, yeah, it, it's going to change, and it'll probably change the next open practice they have, which I believe is what? Saturday is the next open one. Yeah, that's that. They'll change it. They'll change it. I can guarantee it. Um, I I need further context into this because I, I really am curious, Eric. All university-related travel beginning March 12, 2020, whether domestic or international, must be t- canceled through April 8th. Are we talking about USU basketball, yes or no? That's all I need to know from you. Well, that's the bottom line. But really the big question is, does that apply to athletics? Yeah. Which, just on face value, I would say yes. yes. It, that is university travel. But then That is a group of people representing the university. But then again, it's going to make me sick that if we're the one school to do this, but our opponent doesn't do it, and we have to forfeit the game because we can't attend. I'm going to be sick to my stomach, Eric. Here's here's something we said. Look, it's been crazy the last four days and how this has evolved. The next four days might even be more crazy. Yeah. It may this, be a total this isn't over. Yeah, we're, we're not even close to being done. Yeah, there's there's so much more that's going to happen. Then You're right. In the next 24, 48 hours... Uh, do they postpone the March Madness tournament and wait it out because teams don't want to travel out, you know? They don't want to on a plane and get them out? Do they say, you know what, well, let's hold up and wait? Wait for a month? Do we do we play March Madness in April? Like, do we start in April? How do you how do, you do that? I, that, that, that? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because school is done at the end of May for college, yeah. I believe, end of May. Uh-huh. So we're done at the end of May. So they're going to be playing, and you have finals as well, by the way. So you're, you got kids who are trying to graduate. Like that. You got like NBA combines and oh, that's, I didn't think deadlines about that. with agents. I didn't and, think about that. that. Yeah, there's another reason. I'm sure all that can be moved and adjusted. I sure as heck hope so. I'm, yeah, this, that scares me, that, that statement right there. And I, and, I, and I wonder. It makes me wonder if, if we're headed that direction. Uh, Kent State is suspending all spring football practice through April 12th. It's not that they're just not allowing other people there. They're not even going to hold practices. Again, this is in Ohio where people are overreacting like crazy, in my opinion. Uh, 6521, in regards of our question of what they'll do with Utah State, says no, they will somehow charter a plane to get them there. They will find a way to. They will. They will find a way. It's too important. But if they suspend travel, they can't. Whether it's charter or, right? Am I wrong? If it's charter or if it's commercial, they still wouldn't allow them to travel. Right. The university it, has the final say in all this. It's right? still a university. Yeah, it's still a university group. sanctioned group. They can't. Whether they fly commercial or, or I mean, I, I get the thought that if you fly do, yeah, chartered, you're absolutely. not mixing with other people from other places. And that may help in the consideration. (laughs) 
So is this what hell feels like? Because I really don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of curious at this point of like, I mean, I there's just so much panic around not only just our country, our valley, but it's also the world. Um, this is I've never seen anything like this before. A third case was confirmed in Utah today. Again, there's only been three confirmed cases, but those confirmations have come within days of each other. Um. I think that while it is interesting to look at how United States pattern of spread has been similar to what it was in Italy, I think a big difference is healthcare systems, vastly different, and public awareness, probably vastly different. But um, there are these big organizations where we they, they actively try to bring people together for various reasons are now saying, look, it's best if we don't bring people together to stop the spread of this. Yeah. And I get it. So I think there's been some overreacting. I think there's been hype by some organizations, some media members. But at the same time, it's clear it is spreading, and there are people who are getting sick, and there have been a few cases of people dying, so you don't want to take that lightly. It's worse in some communities than it is in others. But uh, how that continues to affect other things is crazy. Um, Utah Jazz uh, and the other NBA teams. Uh, Apparently, Board of Governors had a conference call tonight, and they're supposed to announce their decision tomorrow, whether to continue games without fans for a time or to just postpone the season. The announcement is supposed to be tomorrow morning. Which way do you think it goes? I, I feel sick because I you're going down this weekend. I know somebody else who's going down on Monday. People who've saved up their money, they planned this months in advance. Bought the tickets and everything. To go to these games, and now they're not going to happen. Um, like, you get one. Some of these people, you only get one game a year if you're lucky. Yeah. 9310 texted and says, read the whole email and links. Groups can apply for exceptions for travel. If that's the case, the Aggies are going. Read the whole email. I don't see it. Um, yeah. I mean, if there is an exception for travel, which would, which would not surprise me, I think that's a smart idea to put an exception in there, then they should be all right. Okay, here are the exemptions for events. Classes are exempt from this requirement. Athletic and extension events are being reviewed on a case-by-case basis. A dean or vice president may appeal the cancellation of a specific event, but the reason must be critical to the mission of teaching and learning. Oh, the Aggies are going then. We'll be all right. Yeah, so we'll those go. are events on campus. We look at uh, travel. Travel within the state is discouraged. Um, Travel within the state's discouraged? Bringing visiting scholars, speakers, and consultants to campus need to be postponed. All employees and students must complete travel registration survey about where they're going or where they've been for job interviews. Supervisors should uh, discuss options for avoiding travel, uh, international travel. Sorry, we're doing this all on air. Yeah, sorry, we're doing this as we go. Uh, this doesn't, the, the uh, travel component of this. I'm not seeing anything about athletics yet. 
I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to, to think that they would say no to the Aggies going to an NCAA tournament, though. That would that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm being a bit too biased and just sugarcoating the situation, but I'd be really amazed if they told the Aggies, no, you can't go to the NCAA tournament and compete. I'd be dumbfounded, actually. Uh, there's no, there's, there really is nothing in the travel component that says anything about athletics in the uh, events link from the email from University President Noel Cockett. It does say, and I'll reiterate, that uh, all events, all university events and events on campus must be canceled or postponed beginning March 12th through April 8th. And it says classes are exempt from this requirement. Athletic and extension events are being reviewed on a case-by-case basis. That's all that they've said. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that shuts the door on Utah State Athletics. Yeah, that's but true. But there's a chance. Um, we have a short show today, don't we? Because Boston, or not, is it, who is it? Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, they play at 6 o'clock, so we're off the air just a few minutes earlier than usual. Oh, yes, that's true. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back. Uh, I spoke to head coach Gary Anderson this morning to uh, give us an update on what spring's going to look like, uh, quarterback situation, defensively they lost uh, some people, and then, of course, uh, um, just his, his personal goals to improve as a coach this year. Uh, that's all going to come up on the Full Court Press. You're listening to 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson. Let's talk some Utah State athletics. Head coach uh, Gary Anderson joined me on the full court press today to be able to talk about uh, what the spring football season will look like, quarterback situation, uh, what he wants to improve on as a coach, and of course the beyond football program, which actually helps athletes, not just football athletes, but other athletes, to improve their lives after they are done with athletics. Here is coach Gary Anderson. All right, joining us here on the Full Court Press is the head coach of the Utah State Football Aggies as he gets year two in stint number two underway. Gary Anderson joining us. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, big timer? We're good. <laughs> We're good. How are you? I, I don't know if I'm a big timer. I'm no head coach of a Division One football program. Hey, you know, <laughs> anybody that knows, knows. <laughs> hey, coach, how did spring one of, uh, or spring, excuse me, day one of spring football go for you? It was good. It was a good start. You know, I thought it was, uh, you know, very well structured by the staff and the kids were prepared and so that's you're always looking for that organization and the Christmas and the excitement's always there on game one um, but it was a very business business-like attitude out of the kids which you know you're looking for especially walking into year two and what we've done in the off season to prepare for those moments so it was, it was a good start lots to work on excited to get in the meeting room today and, and then jump out there on the field for practice number two. Coach, I know the big discussion around the Valley is who the next quarterback will be. You've seen only one day of competition, but uh, from what you talked about yesterday, Henry Columby really came out and showed out to himself. I know it didn't surprise you, but did it surprise any of the other coaches or even maybe his quarterback competition? No, I don't think it was a big surprise. You know, Henry is uh, obviously he's taken the most reps. He got the second team reps last year, which there's uh, those are those are quality reps that he able to get is able to get into practice. Um, 
But yeah, I thought he was crisp. I thought he had good command. And you know, the challenge is more for Henry is to walk in from the situation that he's been here, you know, as a backup quarterback, knowing and understanding he's going to be a, a backup quarterback, accepting that role very good or very well, excuse me. And, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's uh, he's right there um, as the starter as we walk into it, taking the reps with the ones. And it's definitely a competition. One day does not validate a starting quarterback, but uh, you know, Pease is coming off that knee, and Andrew will come in and battle, and um, he'll be much better today than he was in day one just from a sheer being comfortable and getting back out there and you know it'll be interesting and, and Cooper and is going to continually battle as he goes through there and Josh will do the same thing so but I thought Henry was impressive day one I thought he was uh, had a good understanding had a good feel of things had some nice command to him and you know we'll look forward to that continued competitiveness and in, in that position as a whole. Coach as you make this decision what are you looking for in your starting quarterback? Well we all know with the, what we're trying to move forward with the offense and on our side of this league, you know, you're going to have some very physical football teams that pride themselves on being physical, being powerful, being able to, you know, play football in all conditions and that's a very important part, especially on our side, um, for where we're going to play late in the year this year. We have four games late in November, so there's gonna be times when the guy has to win the game for us. Um, and there's gonna be times when he has to be a game manager and I'm looking for a guy that uh, at the end of the day when uh, it's on the line, whether that means you're in a four-minute drill and you're going to run the ball out, whether you got a, a 50 seconds left and you got to go 80 yards and score a touchdown to win the game, uh, you got to have a guy back there that the kids will look at and, and, and believe in and want to rally around and believe that their quarterback can get it done. And that's easily stated, and it's easy for me to sit here and say that today, but that's a big, big part of things is the belief. Um, and then have the, the ability from um, his personal ability from throwing the ball to checking the run game to you know getting us into positions where we need to be play with poise um, day in and day out and consistently doing it and then the will to want to study in the offseason I said it's a big challenge in the offseason now is into spring football but it's still the offseason a big challenge for not just the quarterbacks but this team is this in my opinion is a tremendous coaching staff there's great knowledge there's great youth there's there's guys that have done this for many 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 years so it's a good mix on this staff the players on the team, the coaches, myself, we can't keep coaching like we did day one of spring ball. Day one of spring ball is elementary teaching. That's very normal. That's fine. It's elementary school day, and we go through it, and we talk to them about base offense, base defense, base special teams. You know, Two or three or four or five days from now, we have got to graduate ourselves and allow the staff to coach at the high level they can coach at. And a lot of that is on the responsibility of the players, whether that's the quarterbacks, the offensive line, DBs, whatever it may be. And I'm excited to watch that uh, in our meetings today and see how our kids have prepared themselves in the offseason to handle information that coaches give them. Um, you know, meetings are just as important as practice. And if we're going to take steps to be where we need to be as a program, and that's consistency year in and year out, our kids need to learn how to study and take coaching from great coaches. Defensively, there are some holes. Who do you look to stick uh, step up? You lose Woodward, of course, DJ Williams, Tipanali, the list goes on. Who are some of the guys you're looking for to step up and be a leadership in the, on the defensive side of the ball? Well, you know, the leadership thing is earned, and uh, we have not even this year, we haven't even deemed ourselves to or broken ourselves out into a leadership committee. Um, I don't believe it's time for that yet, and I want to see that continually grow, so we'll see who those leaders are going to be. Um, you know, again, it's a, that's an earned situation. It's not just uh, something that you walk into and because you're a really nice guy or you're a popular guy, you're a leader. Uh, that's not being a leader. And so I'm going to let this continue flow through. Um, we'll get a leadership committee voted through sometime here through spring, and then we'll also do the same thing with the captains. But now is not the time. So you know, leadership is it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be uh, an old guy. It can be a young guy. So. 
Um, that's another big step for this team is, is to get themselves in a position to find that leadership. And I always say leadership is extremely important right now. The leadership is coming from what I think is a, a tremendous staff and a group of seniors that have high expectations for them on offense and defensive side of the ball. Um, but I want those leaders to uh, you know get it done out there on the practice field and see how we continually grow in the next few days, and then we'll talk more about leaders at that point. Coach, at the recruiting period signing, your national signing day, you talked about the importance of recruiting out of the state of Utah. And I wish, wish, wish I would have asked you this question then, and I, I lost sleep over it that I didn't. But can you talk about the importance of recruiting out of the state of Utah? Well, the state of Utah is always our, is always our standard. It's our starting point in recruiting, and um, that's not lip service, and that's where we start. And we, we put four coaches in the state of Utah for a reason. Um, when I say put four coaches in the state of, re, the state of Utah, that's they have schools broken up. Um, normally, if it was a state the size of uh, Utah and the number of high schools that we have here and it was out of state, we would have one coach in it. Um, and we would, not, uh, you know, we would not sit there and say we have two, three, or four coaches. So um, right out of the gate, that's the importance of it. Um, every one of our coaches are involved in calling high schools, uh, touching every high school that's uh, in the state that plays football, and making sure they know that we're there. Uh, many of those schools don't have Division One football players for years and years and years, and sometimes decades go by where they don't have a Division One player, but that doesn't mean we don't want to reach out and make sure that we um, – are doing all we can to help them, number one, if we can help them, and number two, let them know that we're, we're very interested in, in uh, their program. Um, and so that's a big part of it. The other thing is, is you know, this is our, up, our, our, our walk-on program has been very powerful in the past here, and it needs to be better. Um, it needs to continually grow. We need to have more walk-ons here in this program that earn scholarships. And since we've been here, we've been able to do that to, to well, three or four kids now. Um, and it needs to continue to grow. And we have some great young walk-ons that we got here last year I think will really help us as we move forward. And, uh, you know, you look back at those teams in the past, and, uh, it's always been a tradition here to uh, to have walk-ons that are quality, and then the last part of it is the scholarship kids. You know, the Utah has become highly, highly recruited, and quite frankly, there's a, last year there was a number of Power Five kids that uh, you know weren't a great fit for us um, as far as what we are at Utah State, who we are, what we're about. That ended up going to different Power Five schools throughout the country, not even in the state of Utah. Um, and then there was other ones, obviously, that we didn't get, and there's a couple that we did get. So we're going to recruit it like crazy. It's much harder now uh, for kids to understand the recruiting cycle and how things go. And, you know, so many times in the state of Utah, it's easy to get enamored um, with being recruited as a national recruit. But then when all the smoke clears out and the, the water's clear and it's a nice clear blue sky, you can look and say, hey, there's pretty good football played in the state of Utah, and we're going to be in those fights as heavy as we can be, and we want Utah kids in the program. And then the kids that we get that aren't in our program, program from out of state wherever they need to be they need to fit our culture which is that culture it's the 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 state of utah culture it's built on toughness built on consistency care factor belief in cash valley and and be prideful within your university and your community and uh, that's never going to change and again we're not perfect we never will be but we sure are going to strive to uh, represent this great university and and cash valley um, well with the young men that we allow to come and play football here I hope it's okay if I ask you this question. Uh, but the Beyond Football program uh, that I've seen on social media coming out, I know you're big into InstaFace and Snapgram, and you're huge into TikTok. I, I get it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, some, some people around here are. So. TikTok can be amusing, though, I have to say that. So. Coach, I want to ask, what were your goals, and what was the thought process into bringing that into the program and the goals you're trying to achieve with it? 
Well, you know, I could talk to you about Beyond Football for about three hours and would love to, uh, but I'll just give you the basis of it. It's something that when we um, have gone through the years, it's something Stacy and I have become very, very passionate in, and, um, and it's the, the belief is that just to get kids a degree in today's day and age in college athletics as a whole, speaking of football right now specifically, it's a cop-out if we're just saying, hey, we're going to get you the degree. Our kids will graduate. Our kids will have great mentors, great tutors, great academic health. Our coaches will be highly involved with them academically. And they will get a quality degree and they'll prepare to move on in life. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, Beyond football starts from their freshman. And it does not end until it's over with. And when I say over with, football's over with. They have a job where they wake up in the morning with a big smile on their face. They're earning the money that they made, that they need to make to take care of whatever they've created, whether that's themselves, whether that's family, whether that's a wife, whether that's a wife and children, whatever it may be, they're prepared to take care um, of that situation that they've created with a big smile on their face. When they do that, then I believe as coaches, we can salute them and say congratulations, give them a big hug, and we did what we told you we were going to do for you when you came here to Utah State. Um, and it's just it's a passionate program. We need the community to help us. Uh, we, you know, we just did a, a mock interview thing the other day here, mm-hmm. um, and it was fantastic, the, the attendance from the community to come up there and be involved with our kids and volunteer an hour and a half of time. It's invaluable, and it was to sit there and watch our kids. It was like game day uh, from a nervous situation for a bunch of our kids, and you're talking about juniors and seniors in college. You know, And unfortunately, today's day and age, our kids spend 95% of their time pushing their phone, and they communicate to their phone sometimes when they're three feet away from each other, which is embarrassing, right? I mean, mm. that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they've got to sit into somebody that's, you know, uh, in the professional world, look them eye to eye and have communication and talk and handle themselves in a professional manner. And we prepared them for that situation, but there was nerves. There was, it was, uh, it was like a game day nerves for a few of those kids when they walked out there. And so, that, thank you for the community that's helping with the Beyond Football program. It does help our young men grow and build, and it will continually do that. And uh, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful tool for these kids. And, you know, a year in, they're starting to understand that uh, I need to get this done. It's just not about getting a degree. It's much more than that uh, in our program as far as the football type side of things. Utah State head football coach Gary Anderson joining us here on the Full Court Press. Coach, year two coming up for you. I remember after the bowl game last year, you said we as coaches need to also look at ourselves adjustments and changes to be better coaches coming into next year. What for you specifically as a head coach do you want to see yourself improve upon? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is to make sure that I, I dissect the program and my, I start by dissecting myself at the end of any year. Um, and when I think about the core of what you have to do, year one, you you're able to really build great relationships, and it's important that I continue to build those relationships and those kids know that they can walk into my office in good and bad and in different times. And when we have our individual meetings now, they're real. Um, it's not just sitting down and talking about football. It's talking about life. And so, you know, year two, you want the kids to really make sure that that care factor is, for me, is much deeper outside of winning football games than it is winning football games. And I understand I'm judged by that at the end of the day, but I don't judge myself by that. I judge myself by making sure I surround them with great coaches. Um, first of all, people that care about you as a coach, as a position coach, and secondly, a great coach. And then um, it's very important for me to continually let our kids in our program understand what it means to be an Aggie. Um, the the unbelievable opportunity that you have right now. And when kids um, take advantage of that opportunity, it's very important to show them year two that 
this is what you get when you do it right. And on the flip side of that, when kids do something wrong, this is what happens when, you know, you put a bad mark on us, there is definitely going to be a price to pay. And also that I'll be there for them. Um, I'm going to be there for them. Sometimes I, you know, I, I'm going to take care of my players and uh, I'm going to make sure that they know that uh, if I think it's right or if it's wrong, I'm going to let them know and I'm going to be there with them and I'm going to fight for them. So I always think that's a big part of the second year um, as you go through. But the biggest thing for you, you look down and, and I want to surround them with the more mature staff. Uh, I thought that was really important for us. We had the opportunity. Part of being at Utah State is being prepared for change as a head football coach because it's going to happen when you have good coaches. There's going to have coaches that have opportunities to move along. This year, of all of our young coaches, not our full-time coaches, but we lost every one of our young coaches except for one. And there's seven of those guys. In our weight room, we have five guys that work with our football program. We lost two of them. Um, to very good programs, right? So yeah, it's important for me to always remember when I'm at Utah State, and this is uh, where I'm going to be, and this is the, the last stop for me as far as we go through the coaching world and the coaching carousel is to make sure I am prepared to put quality coaches in front of these young men and quality people that want to take care of them. And that's a big push for me in the second year and the third year as we continue to go through time. Coach, look forward to seeing you out throughout the spring getting ready for fall football season coming up. Appreciate you. Okay, Appreciate it. Have a great day. Hey, go you. Aggies. Thanks, Coach. A big thanks to Coach Gary Anderson for joining me here. Uh, that was a great conversation. You know, there's a lot of things that come through it, and one of them is the quarterback situation. Obviously, Henry Columbia had a great day yesterday, kind of shined out from all the other prospects, including Andrew Peasley, who's coming back from a serious knee injury. The other question to it is going to be defensive, the defensive side, Eric. They lose Tipa, they lose DJ, they lose David Woodward, three really, really key guys. How do they make up for that? Andre Grayson Williams Jr. obviously will be one of those guys. Um... They have uh, Troy Lefez Jr. He's going to have to be a hybrid kind of a player. Eric Munoz, who came along late last year, we also remember him from what was it, Wyoming, I believe. He had yeah, it was the Wyoming, the Bridger Battle. We had that incredibly big game. Uh, he's going to have to be monstrous, and there's going to be other guys who have to step up. There's going to be a lot of holes to fill, and then of course the third and final thing is the coaching staff. And once again, for the second year in a row, new new offensive coordinator. How does this offense handle that? What adjustments do they make? It was interesting that Coach Anderson made a reference to it, to the fact of, you know what, we, he said, and I'm, I'm quoting here, Eric, we need a more mature staff. That, that stood out to me right there when he said that. Uh, really interesting, yes. Uh, the, the, we saw that there was clearly some things going on behind the scenes. Yeah. We saw that there were some games that were scratching our heads a little bit. Yeah. And then after the season was over... Things got shifted around a little bit. I'm really curious to see how this works. Uh, this offensive coordinator, I have big questions about. Oh but yeah, everything when you're else, in North Texas, and you're canned. Every, yes, everything else. I'm I'm encouraged by where th- people are placed and how they're positioned. So how the OC works, that's as much about how will Henry Columbia be as a quarterback. That is as much as who will be the running back. That's as much of a question as. Who? What does that linebacker group look like? Minus David Woodward. So uh, a lot of still big questions to be ans- answered. But Gary Anderson is a, is a great salesperson. We got a movie quiz. Are we gonna have time? Yes, we will. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll take a break. And the movie quiz coming up next to the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from four to six on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Wednesday, we always do the full court press movie quiz. 
Do you have my future presentation music ready? Um, okay, fine. I'll do it myself. No. Drum roll. Drum roll. Ready? Just lost my voice. Mr. Buttermaker, yeah. Where are we going? I already told you. The batting cages. You guys swing like Helen Keller at a pinata party. <laughs> I'm going to do something about it. Tell us about the majors, coach. You were in the majors? Yeah, for a little while. Hey, Lupus, don't lean against that door, bud. All right? Yes, I was recently pursuing, uh, yes, I was recently pursuing baseballstats.org, and it said Mr. Buttermaker played pitcher for the Seattle Mariners. For two-thirds of an inning in 1984. Two-thirds? That's it? Well, it was the end of the season, you know, September call-ups. Yes, his lifetime ERA was 36. That's lame. Yeah, well, I closed out the inning, okay? There's only a few thousand guys ever to set foot on a major league mound, and I'm one of them. What have you done with your life, smart A? Why didn't you stay? Well, I was going to come back, but I had a little incident. I punched an ump. Really, just a slap. How the heck was I supposed to know he was a bleeder? 14 stitches. Like that means something. What movie is it? Uh, wow. Mr. Buttermaker? Uh, I know. It sounds familiar. I just can't place it. We don't have time to play the audio, I don't think. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, play it now. I can't place this one, AJ. It's Bad News Bears. Bad starring, News Bears. Starring Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> oh, that's who that was. That reminds me of my freshman team. Like the kid who pooped his pants in his first scrimmage because he got a ground ball hit at him. And he came jogging back to me like he had a soggy diaper. And he told me he pooped his pants because he was scared. And I sent him to the locker room. And then he never, well, he played one inning of baseball for me after that. And that's because we were like killing this other team. And his mom was there. I had to play him, and then he got beaned. Uh, Utah Jazz basketball is coming up next. Utah Jazz at Oklahoma City. Rudy Gobert may or may not play. I felt so bad. Because he's ill. Uh, This is a really critical game. Uh, Jazz are just a game ahead of Oklahoma City, and they're a surging team right now. We'll see what happens. Who poops their pants in practice?